Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Words can become fossils in their own right. A triceratops means three-horned face, and Velociraptor translates to speedy plunderer. Both genus names fit the dinosaurs they belong to. We know Triceratops had a trio of horns on its skull, while Velociraptor was a lightly built carnivore. The case of Stegosaurus isn't so straightforward. Rooted in Greek, this Jurassic plant gobbler's name means roofed lizard, which made a lot more sense when the animal was first discovered over 140 years ago. But let's back up a little. A Stegosaurus belonged to a suborder of dinosaurs called, what else, the Stegosaurs. Found in North America, Europe, Asia, and mainland Africa, the Stegosaurs walked on four legs and had long, beak-tipped skulls. But it's the ornaments that really grab your attention. Spikes were a Stegosaur mainstay, adorning the tails of every known species. Many of these creatures, like Africa's Kentrosaurus, also rocked big ol' spikes on the shoulders and lower back. And where the back spikes came to an end, a much weirder feature took over. A stegosaurus and its kin are characterized by the vertical plates above their spines. Paleontologist Othniel Charles Marsh named stegosaurus in 1877. He chose this name, which again means roofed lizard, because he figured the plates were sheets of armor that laid flat against the animal's backside. Instead, later discoveries proved the objects stood upright, leaving the flanks on these dinosaurs exposed. We may never know how these things functioned. And because the plates contained blood vessels, experts used to think that they helped Stegosaurus chill out. A heat would supposedly dissipate from blood as it entered the tall, fan-like structures. When the chilled blood circulated elsewhere, it would stay cool for a little while, lowering the overall body temperature. This hypothesis is no longer popular. According to a study published in 2005 in the journal Paleobiology, the blood-carrying networks in Stegosaurus's plates were there to promote healthy bone growth, but they played no role in dissipating body heat. Or maybe Stegosaurus and its kin were just showing off. Made of bone and encased in horny sheaths, the plates could have made these dinos look bigger and more intimidating. Capable of hitting over 29 feet, that's 9 meters in length, and weighing about 5 tons, or 4.5 metric tons, a stegosaurus would loom large over today's land mammals. Even by stegosaur standards, it was a biggie. Most of the dinosaurs in that group were only 13 to 23 feet long, that's about 4 to 7 meters. Yet, in the late Jurassic, when these species lived, a stegosaurus was in the shadows of behemoths. Sauropods, or long-necked dinosaurs, like the 60-foot or 18-meter Camarasaurus and the 80-foot or 24-meter Diplodocus, were some of the creature's neighbors. But the Tyrannosaurus rex wasn't. Despite movies like Fantasia and the camp classic Planet of Dinosaurs showing Stegosaurus duking it out with the T-Rex, those two dinos never crossed paths in real life. Tyrannosaurus had a fairly short reign that lasted from 68 to 65 and a half million years ago. Stegosaurus came and went much, much earlier. The oldest specimens on record are around 155 million years of age, while the youngest were fossilized 150 million years before the present. So the mighty T-Rex actually lived closer to the dawn of mankind than it did to the Stegosaurus's heyday. 
The Jurassic period, which lasted from 199.6 million to 145.5 million years ago, was drawing to a close when Stegosaurus roamed the Earth. Although its range included modern-day Portugal, the beast is mainly known from fossil sites in western North America. And while Stegosaurus didn't have to worry about T-Rex, a rogue's gallery of Jurassic predators stalked its ecosystem. Allosaurus was especially common. Measuring up to 28 feet, that's eight and a half meters long, this carnivore had serrated teeth and jaws that could open wide at a terrifying 79-degree angle. Good thing Stegosaurus had four tail spikes at its disposal. We know they saw action once in a while, too. A study published in 2001 in The Armored Dinosaurs by the Indiana University Press found clear evidence of trauma on 10% of the 51 tail spikes that they studied. And apparently, the roofed lizard hit below the belt. One Allosaurus pubic bone shows a deep wound thought to have been made by a Stegosaurus tail spike. The Stegosaurus had another line of defense. The underside of its throat was covered in tiny pebble-shaped chunks of bone. Called Guler armor, it helped protect the dinosaur when Allosaurus and other carnivores went for the jugular. Paleontologists think Stegosaurus browsed on low-lying vegetation. A 2016 computer simulation found that the animal's bite force would have rivaled that of a sheep or cow. But however it processed its food, this dinosaur didn't need much gray matter. A Stegosaurus had a brain cavity that was long, narrow, and tiny. Tipping the scales at 20 ounces, that's 80 grams or so, the actual brain only made up about 0.001% of the creature's total body weight. And note that we said brain, not brains. As absurd as it might sound, there was a rumor that Stegosaurus had a second brain located where the sun don't shine. Writing in 1881, Marsh drew attention to the enlarged cavity that we find in the backbones above this dinosaur's hip region. Then he went and called it a posterior brain case. No one knows for sure what this opening was for, though some researchers think it stored glycogen, a sugar that provides cells with energy. Regardless, there is no reason to think that Stegosaurus, or any dinosaur, had multiple brains. Stegosaurus did have some pretty cool bragging rights, though. Not only is the Jurassic herbivore Colorado's official state fossil, but it was also the inspiration for Godzilla's dorsal plates, as we have discussed on the show before. Today's episode is based on the article, Stegosaurus, Body Like a Bus, Tiny Little Brain, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.